What has God promised to us? What should we be looking forward to in the future? This is Friday, December 16th. And one of my spiritual heroes, his name is Jack Miller, took a few months off from work one year. And during this time, he read through the entire Bible, looking to identify the promises that God has made to us. He looked for all God's promises, but he narrowed his focus to those that remain to be filled in the future. This week in Advent, as we look at the promises of God, it would be easy to be general in our study, to think about how God has promised us a future with him in Christ, but then to fail to dial down into just what God says. I love the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. It's sometimes called the Hall of Fame of the Faith. It tells the story of those that have lived by faith before us. And the idea, of course, is to show us that these people did not live based on their efforts, but to show us how they were looking to God for the future. This is what promises are. They are commitments God has made to do something or not do something in the future. And here is a little section from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 to 13. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things they promised, the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. <laughs> now did you notice how much of Abraham's life required trusting the promises of God? The land that God gave to Abraham actually came to be called the land of promise. That's because Abraham did not own any of it, really, at any time in his life, except the small burial plot he bought when Sarah, his wife, died. Instead, it was the land of promise, a land that would be given to his descendants hundreds of years after him. Are we willing to have lives resting on God's promises? Will we trust God for what we do not yet have and cannot yet see? That's what Abraham did. Of course, Abraham's story is a laugh fest. God shows Abraham the starry night and promises that his descendants will be as numerous as, as that. But then Abraham and Sarah can't have even one baby. Years pass and Sarah makes her way through menopause. No babies are on the horizon. Yet God makes a promise, tells her she'll have a child. And of course, Sarah can only laugh at that. After that promise, she and Abraham wait more than 20 more years. 
And when Sarah delivers that baby God promised them, she names him Laughter. She was laughing then, but God's promise was no joke. God would fulfill, he would do everything he promised to them. And God was just getting started. God still hasn't finished delivering on all the promises he made to Abraham. The Lord told Abraham all the nations of the earth would be blessed through him. God wouldn't begin to fulfill this promise until Jesus came into the world. The Lord told Abraham he had a dwelling place for him, where the very foundations were found in the Lord himself. This will not be fulfilled until all God's people are gathered together in the new Jerusalem. Now here is what the book of Hebrews tells us. These all died in faith not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar. Yes, there are promises of God we may not see fulfilled this side of our death. Of course, we will see them, but on the other side. But are you good with that? Are you good with knowing that you are part of God's story and that, that it will not reach its culmination until after you pass away? I would like to see all the promises of God fulfilled in my time, but I know God has plans and purposes and history that I understand very little of. But trusting God and having seen what God has started in Jesus, I trust, and I know that it is coming. God will do everything he has said. Living in this in-between time, that's a good thing to call it, between Jesus' first coming and his second coming can be tough. We have a longing for the fullness. We feel like we're aliens and strangers here, and we're longing for home. We hunger for the day when God will make all things new. And what do we do today? Like Abraham, we live by faith. We wait upon the Lord. We ready ourselves and make use of every day the Lord has given to us, to prepare for the kingdom that he has waiting for us. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that it would be said of us that we waited well. We trusted you and lived by faith, even though we didn't see all the promises fulfilled. Enable us by your Holy Spirit to trust in you in the days ahead and to keep our eyes on the horizon, because we know that Jesus will come. We pray with joy in him. Amen.